the numbers say that LeBron is the best scorer of all time. The numbers say that he's the best all-around basketball player of all time. But he's just not the GOAT because MJ won six rings, no loss. You are ruining any chance they have of being persistent, consistent, and determined to accomplish things because they think everything is going to be easy peasy, and that's just not life. Or to not respond because it's not directed at you. You read the email that says it's not for you. You know it's not for you. But yeah, you want to you wanna be the, the smartest dumbass and reply. What's up? Welcome to the You Know the Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today. And let's get this thing going. All right. Welcome to another episode of Tots. I hope y'all have been good. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I guess I'll make some predictions. Uh, I got the Chiefs winning by five. Uh, I got Pat Mahomes being MVP. Chris Jones is going to go off, so he could be up for MVP too. I think final score will be 31 to 26. Uh, so yeah, welcome to an episode of Tots. Y'all know what it means. Tired of this shit. Um, going to talk about a few things here and then let y'all go because I want to watch the game. So, um, first things first, it's Super Bowl Sunday, but it's about to be All Star Weekend. I'll catch y'all in Indy uh, this weekend. So I'm not like a big basketball head, but I do watch basketball. I follow basketball. I could talk intelligently about the sport, and I think this is LeBron's last year in the league. Uh, it's uh, as a LeBron fan, you know, it's hard to watch him play for a team that just isn't built for him to go out uh, in a winning manner. Uh, You never know what may happen uh, down the stretch, but I don't see the Lakers doing anything. I'm not a Lakers fan, so I don't really care if the Lakers get another championship, but I did want Brian to get uh, his fifth. But that being said, I live in Chicago, and living in Chicago, you know what that comes with. Rabbit Michael Jordan fans, and there are a lot of Kobe fans here, probably because people want to compare Kobe to MJ and whatever. But I just can't stand like LeBron haters. And a lot of times LeBron hate has nothing to do with like basketball statistics. It has everything to do with how you view that him as a man, which is crazy to me because off the court, LeBron is probably one of the most giving, most uh, positive people that you could actually you know, look up to if you were someone that looked up to athletes. People always calling him by his name, calling him B-word or whatever, but would never say that in LeBron's face. And like, I'm not a, uh, as they call it, broad sexual, but, and Bron has his faults. Like, I'll never call LeBron the GOAT because the series versus Dallas, Dallas is just, is unacceptable. But that being said, the numbers say that LeBron is the best scorer of all time. The numbers say He's the best all-around basketball player of all time. Uh, But he's just not the GOAT because MJ won six rings, no loss. You can't. And if you don't got the rings, you don't got the win-loss record. MJ's an assassin. He's a a dog. You know, personality trait issues, whatever. As a basketball player, if I'm starting a team, uh, I'd probably pick MJ because I think he's going to make my team better. Uh, But all the LeBron hate is just ridiculous. It it speaks to like people having like insecurities about themselves. Um, and I feel like Bron probably will get a lot of his flowers 
like 10, 15 years down the line. A lot, a lot like Kobe. I don't think Kobe got as much love as he does now. And it, I think it ramped up after his untimely passing with his daughter. You know, it's 2024. So I know a lot of people are, you know, uh, trying to like uh, celebrate Kobe. Uh, but I don't think people were as big of Kobe fans as they are now after finding out who he was as a man off the court um, and how he uh, helped other players and uh, carried himself and things of that nature post-career. Uh, and I think that'll be similar with LeBron. Like nobody ever, I think it's hard to give people flowers and hard to accept people um, and their accomplishments in the moment, especially when you're comparing them to somebody like MJ, uh, like they're doing it with Pat Mahomes now with Tom Brady. Pat Mahomes is not the GOAT. He could be the GOAT one day. I mean, he's playing for his fourth Super Bowl in six years. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady has seven rings. To somebody else has at least five or six. They, it can't, you can't really have that conversation. But I do need y'all to stop hating on LeBron because it just sounds uh, very insecure. It sounds very like, sounds like y'all have like mental issues because it's never rooted in fact. And people get super emotional about it. And I don't know what that what that's about. So just figure that out. Let it go. I uh, enjoy All Star Weekend. Um, I'm gonna enjoy All Star Weekend. Uh, but yeah, stop the LeBron hate. It's funny that I'm talking about All Star Weekend. So we're gonna be at All Star Weekend. There's gonna be athletes. There's gonna be celebrities, musical artists. And as someone that is tatted up, if you follow my follow my podcast, you know I have two sleeves, and I love tattoos. I love art. Uh, body art but I'm always confused and I'm dumbfounded when people who are not athletes like professional athletes I'm not like the college kids professional athletes professional like musical artists or like tattoo artists I'm, I'm always dumbfounded when I find people that have tattoos on their face or their hands uh, because especially young people and I think this is more of a young person thing that it irritates me with is like as someone that has tattoos and loves uh, the expression of body art and body, why the hell would you get a tattoo on your face um, or your hands and you want to have a career? Or like, be, have you just ac accepted that you won't have a career? Like a lot of the, a lot of the decisions y'all make with, with the ink, half of the, the tattoos are stupid, but come on, like. And of course, I don't know everybody's story. I don't know what's going on. Some of y'all might not ever be able to work a corporate job or whatever, but you are pigeonholing yourself because at the end of the day, your image and how you present yourself does matter at a certain stage until you get yourself into the door. I didn't have sleeves um, until I was in my 30s. And I actually didn't believe in having tattoos below your elbow so people would know that you have body art until later on. And that's because I looked at it from a, traditional sense of like people shouldn't know what you have on what what's on your body or shouldn't be able to know that you have tattoos if you have on a polo but eventually i moved into tech and it's a, a little bit more lax but that being said people got to make better decisions about what they do and how they present themselves for a long term and just why my thing is the tattooing of the face and the neck and the hands for what like you wash your face every day, you wash your body every day, but like you have to really wash your face. That tattoo's gonna fade. Uh, the neck tattoo stuff, I don't want nobody near my neck, so I I just don't understand that one. But like the neck tattoos and then the hands when like my I've had Roger on my t 
my tattoo artist on here. The hand tattoo thing is crazy because a lot of times when you get foot and hand tattoos, those tattoos fade so quickly. So eventually your tattoo is going to look like something else that is not. And y'all just be getting anything on your hand, on your face, and you just be looking stupid as hell. Like, figure it out, make better choices, maybe wait till you have like a bag to do stuff like that. Because even even if you become a artist or athlete, there are certain sponsorships and things that people are not going to work with you or want to work with you that you might actually want to work with because of how you're presenting yourself, because that's not allowed their brand. And branding is really important. So like, yeah, not everybody wants to work a corporate job. Not everybody wants to uh, go to college. But even if your aspiration is to uh, be a brand via being an athlete, an artist or whatever, those tattoos can affect the money that you bring in. So think about that. Start making better decisions about that. All right. So everybody knows I have a kid. I've talked about how I want to raise my son and I want him to have a certain personality. A lot of you parents are crippling your children and your children are then in turn becoming soft ass kids. Like, and I understand that bullying is bad, but bullying brought built a lot of character in me. Yes, I got bullied at six two, two hundred plus pounds. At, at some point, somebody was bigger than me and they could bully me. And you could do one or two things. You can either toughen up and be able to say things back and fight back, or you can cry about it and be soft and always be a victim and it seems that society has started like even the thing with the gentle parenting like there's a balance you don't have to like abuse your children you also don't have to cater and let your children manipulate you with their emotions because children are smart i see it every day with my child like he knows when he's doing things to get a reaction and when i'm not going to react y'all have fed into this this mindset that like you cannot be hard on your children. You can't discipline your children. You can't talk to your children in a stern manner. Otherwise, you're being abusive. And then your children can't even go and interact with other people because everybody's not going to hand them with, handle them with care and with kitty gloves. And you haven't prepared them to, you know, navigate the world because the world don't care if they have a bad day. The world doesn't care. If they aren't ready to deal with the trials and tribulations of the world, the world is the world and you got to be able to navigate that and deal with it. And that has to start at a young age, like right, wrong, and different. I always knew that how I felt about something did not matter because it had things had to get done. And I learned that from, you know, my, my mother being sick, my parents separating, getting divorced. At the end of the day, no matter how I felt, no matter what I was going through that day, I had to keep pushing forward. And that's life, right? Like I can take a moment, deal with it, but I still got to get up and go do what I got to do. Um, and I'm all about mental health, but y'all are making your kids soft as hell. You are ruining any chance they have of being persistent, consistent, and determined to accomplish things because they think everything is going to be easy peasy. And that's just not life. Like a lot of, to be honest, some of y'all need to punch a kid in the chest because they punk like and not like homosexual punk, like just punks like they are. Uh, these little boys are sassy. They think they can say whatever they want to say to people. And eventually someone gonna hit them in the mouth. So I'm not like I said, I'm not advocating for abusing your children because abuse is wrong. 
child abuse is wrong. You know, call DCFS if you suspect someone of abusing their child. But y'all got to find a middle ground. Like, come on. So I'm on social media. I, I have podcast. Clearly, I can, I, and I'm following podcasts and content and stuff of, these, of that nature all the time. And undoubtedly, you're going to come across relationship topics or sexual topics. <laughs> Somebody actually sent me something today where uh, this lady in church, they were doing a relationship panel and asked her, how do you keep your husband for 45 years? And she said, suck that dick. And as a 37-year-old man who is experienced, a lot of y'all don't know how to do it. Now, I've also heard, heard on the other side, a lot of you dudes don't know how to get hit. Y'all got to figure this out. Sex is a part of life. If you are in your 20s, 30s, and you are having sex, you should hone your skills. At no point should you come into someone's home or room, bedroom, hotel, living room, wherever, and not have your skills to a certain baseline to do. And yes, everybody likes different things and everybody enjoys things differently. But there should be certain basic skills that y'all should be able to do and be able to adapt to to the person that you're dealing with. And honestly, the in my I'm six, I'm 37, been having sex since I was 16. The 20 plus, 21 plus years of having sex. I would say over half of the women that I've gotten here from are allowed to get on top of me, which mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy. Maybe that's TMI for y'all. Uh, don't know what y'all do. And now I got homegirls. Like I said, on the other end of this, brothers, men, read a book, watch some porn for film study, something, you know, ask for feedback because y'all are terrible. Like I, had a sexual experience when I first moved to Chicago that made me want to not have sex in Chicago ever again. I was like, if this is what I'm going to be experiencing here, I never want to do it again. Like the girl rode me too fast. Like it felt like she was trying to run a race on top of me. Uh, I felt teeth and I, and not like a little bit of graze. I meant a lot of teeth. Like I was afraid she was going to bite. And she did some weird thing with my nipples. Y'all, like, ask people what they like. Like, having conversations with somebody about what they like in bed before just, you know, hopping into it. You know, ask them what kind of porn they watch. Um, send them a, like, I have this test I send people to see how compatible we are sexually. Uh, but, like, there's no excuse for y'all to be this bad at, at sex, especially in your 30s. Like, this is where it's supposed to be, like, peak for women. Men, we started treating this way because libido and test, low testosterone because y'all don't work out and all that other shit. But this should be the best times of our lives and y'all not good at it. Like, figure it out. All right, so we're going to get off the personal things about people's children and sexual experiences and things of nature. I want people to stop fucking pulling out in front of me and driving slow. Like, it's one thing to pull out in front of me and I'm very far from you and not going to hit you. But when y'all pull out in front of me, which causes me to break, and then y'all drive slow, which causes me to break some more. <laughs> My mom used to say this this shit. She said she used to wish she, she had a bazooka on the front of her car so she could shoot it out the car and blow shit all over somebody's car. And 
that comes to mind every time somebody does something stupid in front of me. Like, y'all pull out in front of people or merge into the lane in front of people and then drive slowly in the fast lane or any lane. If, if you are not going to go to full traffic, stay your ass out from in front of me. But to just pull out in front of me and then drive slow, which could cause me to break or other cars behind me, like y'all gonna cause accident, but it's just rude. Like have some common courtesy to like not just pull out in front of somebody and drive slow. Cause if you're not in no hurry, why the hell did you speed up to get in front of me? And also you people that be breaking when there ain't nobody in front of you. For what? Why are you breaking? Did you see a phantom car in front of you? Or are you trying to make me run into the back of you? What I do know is if you make me run into the back of you because you are driving slow intentionally, it's going to be a problem when you get out of the car. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Another thing about people just being inconsiderate. Chipotle pretty much has the same thing on their menu. Most fast food restaurants that you go to have the same things on the menu, except for occasional special item. These places are meant for the food to be <laughs> in and out. You're supposed to be in and out quickly. It's called fast food for a reason. At this point, it's called it should be called slow food. But y'all people that get in the line, you get in drive drive through is fast. If you don't know what the hell you want, you need to take your ass inside the restaurant, park your car, go sit in there, look at the menu, figure it out, then get in line. This coming to the drive through and ordering fifty hundred items don't know what you want like and i'm the person that will let my window down this here if you are ordering some shit or are not saying anything but like to get like i was in chipotle a week and a half two weeks ago and this lady was asking questions about the bowl like she knows she wanted like the person sent you there with what they wanted just read off the menu then she wanted to argue with the people about vinaigrette. Now, hey, if you go to Chipotle and you don't get the that orange salad dressing and vinaigrette on your Chipotle bowl, you're doing Chipotle bowl completely wrong. You don't know what you're doing. Shout out to Cam, my best friend, who put me on probably 12 years ago because I was eating Chipotle without the vinaigrette. And now I can't even eat a Chipotle bowl without the vinaigrette. Like I went to Chipotle, ordered my bowl, found out they didn't have vinaigrettes and told them they could keep it. Like I don't want it. But like y'all people that get in line and be like, um, what does that come with? Um, can I get this? Like, stop it. Get the fuck out of line. Order online before you get there. Like there's apps call in to order or just sit down and figure it out before you get in line of holding up the line. Like, cause the Chipotle over here in Hyde Park, they already slow as hell. So we don't need y'all to get in line and then slow that process up. Get in the drive through in and out. If you don't know what you want, take your ass inside. And if you don't know what you want in a, to order at somewhere like Chipotle, do not get in line until you know what the hell you want. Because you're holding up other people that are trying to get in and get out. Got it? Good. All right. Last one. I work at Corporate America. And I think there are like certain things that everybody understands is email etiquette when it comes to replying to an email that's, you know, to everybody. This lady did this past week decided to send an email asking for access to some type of tool in, internally instead of sending it to the help desk or to ask her manager or figuring out a different way. She decided to email blast the entire organization. 
And that wasn't even really my issue. It was the people that kept replying all asking to be removed from the list or to be removed from the email. Hey, dumbass, that's not how that's going to work. And you are loading up everybody else's inbox by replying to the email. Here's an idea. Reply to that person. BCC or don't BCC uh, the entire group or just reply to the entire group. Hey, everybody, do not respond to this email. I'm going to BCC everyone so you can't reply. And then tell that person off to the side, like, hey, you emailed the wrong group. E this is the email. But y'all just respond and reply all. Got my, got my email pinging me every two seconds because y'all are too stupid to not reply all or to not respond because it's not directed at you. You read the email that says it's not for you. You know it's not for you. But yeah, you want to you wanna be the, the smartest dumbass and reply. For what? What did that accomplish? Absolutely nothing. So next time you feel the urge to reply all, don't. All right. Well, it's been real. About to go watch the Super Bowl. Uh, eat some fried chicken. Surprise. How else would you uh, watch Super Bowl other than eating weight and fries? Maybe some pizza, but I don't want pizza today. But uh, catch y'all next week. And until then, peace out. Be easy.